0: I know some of you are here just to give God worship and praise and thanks for Kansas City Chiefs winning yesterday. All three of you. Chiefs played? Yeah. So excited about that. Don't care about the Rams. The Rams are traitors. So I don't know what kind of week you had. I had an interesting week. Um, I want to talk about faith today, and also while we get into this, I want to say uh, a welcome to Tom and Connie Cromwell um, from Dixon, Missouri. And they passed her over there, and they got snowed out. So he came over here, and they came over here, and they're dear friends from three decades and. It's always good to be in service, and if I say some things that you don't agree with, just talk to Tom, it's true, stuff I'm going to tell you today, about walking by faith. Um, It's just, you can't hear this enough, we're talking about praying today and, and in 21 days of prayer. I want to talk to you and encourage you, and if I could challenge you with this statement, I want you to believe when you pray. And that sounds very simple, but it's, it's, it's a challenge to us because so much of the time we we pray and we may not be believing, we're wishing, we're hoping, and we're not to that level of faith that Jesus said that we can get to. So I want to talk to you about that today. And, and if some of these things that I'm going to share with you today are a little bit um, strange to you, maybe you haven't heard uh, some of these things that Jesus taught, then I understand that. I've been there. Um, But there may be some things that stretch you a little bit, and that's okay. Just put it on the shelf. Because I I want you to know today that Jesus wants to bless you. Jesus wants to help you. And the way that He does that is through faith. So a lot of times we have challenges of faith. I get that. I had a couple of them this week. Uh, The first one was... I uh, was back here in the office, and we're getting ready for the Super Bowl party, so we're bringing in the cables, and and I'm, I, just, I got them all set up, and I came back up here to the office, and I started studying for this message on faith. Wouldn't, wouldn't It's kind of ironic how that happens, right? And so I came up in the office, and I hear them. I showed them where to get into the crawl space to bring in the cables, and I needed to go to two TVs and and a projector down there and I get to study and I get to concentrating and I hear this bleepity bleep. I can hear them crawling underneath the the crawl space here and they got to about my office and I hear them say, a, you know, those words that none of you have ever said because uh, we're all so holy, right? And uh, so I hear that and then I hear this and I was like, "Oh no, I know that sound because I hit one of those when we were renovating, and that it flooded the hole downstairs and and I hear that, and I'm going, "Oh Lord Jesus, help them right now and And then after a few minutes, I hear this f- so I know he knew he grabbed it. he's got a helper down there, and I'm just kind of listening. <laughs> I don't really want to go down there. And finally, I can't stand it anymore, and he comes out of the hole down there, and he says those dreaded words. We're not plumbers, okay? Do you know any plumbers? And I said, yeah, so we got them. We make a long story short, it all worked out, and we got some new connections down there. And uh, so that's good. And another thing happened last week that was more of a challenge, though. How many of you know when it comes to relationships in your family? Well, that strikes at your heart, right? Um, well, our grandson had to go to the ER last week and they weren't sure what was going on and they were having some difficulties with his oxygen levels and he has a heart condition that we're believing that God will touch him and heal him up and close that hole in his heart, repair the bowel. And I'm I'm not one that's like... I, hate, I don't even like to use this term hyperfaith because I'm not that... I don't even like that term because I don't think you can get enough faith right, but I'm not one that just you know you don't believe or you believe you believe so much and then you 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 take presumption and then you don't get the attention that you need I believe that God uses physicians as well as faith, and sometimes it's a mixture and both of that right I wouldn't be walking today if it weren't for physicians putting four pins in each of my hips um, when I was 12 and 13. I, so I understand that and I appreciate that. But also, I wouldn't be able to function the way that I function now if it weren't for faith. So you need both. You need, And God's not against you using both. If I have a headache, I use Tylenol. I don't have any problem with that. So some of these things I'm going to share with you today, there's been so much misconstrued ideas about these things that hopefully we'll be able to get through the weeds and get to the, the real things that will help us today. Uh, I hope you'll bear with us, but, but when that happened and we heard the, the difficulties that Drew and Sarah and, and Henry were going through, um, that strikes you at a level that nothing else really does. And... Something happened on the inside of me that before when we first heard, when, when Hank was still in utero, the, it, it, we heard of the situation because of the sonogram revealed it. And, and I was like, well, I just hope he never has to go through that surgery and all that kind of thing. Somehow, with this happening, it shifted me to, I want God to fix this. I don't want Him to go through this anymore. Right. And sometimes it takes a little bit of a jarring to get you serious about faith and get you serious about what do you really want God to do? What do you really want God to do? And so I want to talk to you today about if you are to that place where you want to see God move, then this is how some of the things that Jesus taught us make it very clear what we can do to walk by faith. Okay, so we're going to get into that today. And we're just really going to be in one passage of Scripture. Uh, I know Tom and Connie have never heard any messages on Mark chapter 11, (laughs) but that's what we're going to be talking about. Because this is where Jesus taught us how to walk by faith, and it's so exciting. It never gets old for me. I, I just, when I have a crisis of faith, you're going to have a crisis of faith. And sometimes that comes on a scale that's so hard, so large. And sometimes it's multiple crises of, faith, crises of faith that come at you one after another after another. I would suggest to you that faith is the only thing that can handle it because faith connects you to God who moves mountains for us. I'm glad you came today. It really is. Sometimes when the snow comes and the ice comes, it's like, is anybody going to show up? (laughs) And some of us got knocked out and some of us struggled to get here. But I'm glad you're here because I believe that God has a plan for you to listen to this. So, um, Jesus taught that there was a way to talk to God and to know that he has heard you. And know that he has answered your request. Now, I'm just going to tell you the missing ingredient to most of our prayers. Just to start out, I'm going to give you the answer to the test right here, first of all. So the rest of the time, it's just filling in the blanks to the answers. And it's going to be easy. Everybody like those kind of tests? (laughs) I wish they were all like that, right? So here's the missing ingredient to our prayers. And, And I'm just going to give you what it is. The missing ingredient to most of our prayers, not all of them, but most of them, is... Belief. Believing when we pray. Belief. Believing when we pray. Now, you probably have noticed there are lots of TVs around here. We've got projectors, we've got about ten different televisions. When we were renovating, one of the things that we did is we were going to make them all one brand. (laughs) How many of you had... A, have bought a new TV and you have to fish through the remote and the controls and figure out how they work, right? And then you go to your neighbor's house and he gives you the control or she gives you the controls and you take that and say, like, I don't know how this works. Because all TVs are TVs, but they all are operational, They're, they, they operate differently, they have different instructions, right? And so you got to kind of get up to speed to the new, def, new t, television. A lot of times people think that all prayer is grouped as the same thing, that prayer is prayer. Not so much, not so fast. Yes, prayer is prayer, but there are different kinds of prayer. And what I'm going to be telling you today is only for you. It's not about praying for another person, because those instructions and those guidelines are different than what I'm telling you about today. Today is just for you. This will work for you, but it won't work for another person. The prayer of faith or the prayer of petition, whatever you want to call it, the prayer of asking for something from God has certain guidelines that we need to find out. If we'll walk in those guidelines at the level of our development, we'll see results. If we overload ourselves, then we'll get discouraged. Now, I forget sometimes that I'm aging. Do you? No. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to. Yeah. So sometimes I go work out after I haven't worked out in three or four weeks, and I get very sore. I was like, man, I just can't do that anymore. I gotta work up to it. Or else I'm hurting for a month. You know? And so the same thing works in prayer and faith. If you overload your faith, you're going to get frustrated. So I'm encouraging us today to find out, just do an introspective analysis of yourself. Where where am I really in my faith? How much can I trust God for? What can I trust God for? And don't overload it. Start where you are, so you don't overload so you don't get frustrated. And the second part of that is real important. With every trial, with every test, with every situation that you find that you need something in that day, every test and challenge that you face, whether it be small or large, start using your faith. Start using your faith on the small things, on the small pains, on the small needs. If you just need $100 for the week, then use your faith. God, I trust you for this. If you just have a small attack on your physical body for your health, then use your faith on that cold. Use your faith on that flu. Use your faith right where you are, because someday the big trial's coming. And you want to be developed in your faith. And here I want to pass this on to you too. Faith is like a muscle. And if you don't use it, it atrophies. I found this out the hard time. I just got loaded up with problems and wasn't really believing God for anything. This was years ago, and the you know you know what is what life is like. You don't take care of one problem, another problem comes, and pretty soon another one, and pretty soon another one, and another one. Pretty soon you got all kinds of problems. I just want to encourage you, one at a time. Look at your life. Look at the challenges. Look at each challenge individually and use your faith on them. And see what God will grow. The more that you will use your faith, the stronger it will get. That's what's exciting to me is that nobody's left out of this. God's no respecter of persons. He doesn't treat us all, he treats us all differently, but he's fair to everybody. You know, that you say, well God's God treats everybody differently. No, he doesn't. I don't treat all my kids differently. I mean I, I I do treat all my kids differently. And and uh but but I love them all the same. I mean, with all my heart. I remember one time one of my daughters came to me and said, You love the other one more than you love me and I said, Yeah. I do, yeah. They were only this little. And she went screaming, Mom, ah, Dad says he loves me. I just lied. just wanted to shake her up a little bit. No, I love you all. i got plenty of love. And that's the way God the Father is. He's got plenty of love for all of us. Right? But He does hold us accountable. If you've heard some things, you're accountable for them. And that's where I was. I had heard a lot, but I wasn't using it. And the problems and the trials and the challenges were just mounting up. And I came to a place where, you know what? I'm just going to have to start doing what I know to do. And I started using my faith. And you know what? The days got brighter. And they're getting brighter still. So what are your challenges? What, is, what are you faced with today? What, where can you use your faith? You know a lot, probably. Whatever you know, use it. Put it into practice. And here's how. Let's look at the fig tree. Alright, Jesus is going to go... This is the last week of Jesus' life and He's going into Jerusalem and He's about ready to be crucified, make the ultimate sacrifice, be resurrected for our sins and transgressions and iniquities. He bring a home for heaven for us. But the week before this, the pressure... Comes on him like. Let's just jump in here. March after 11. See what he's got to say. Now the next day. When they had come out from Bethany. He was hungry. And seeing afar. A fig tree having leaves. I want you to note that. That the fig tree has leaves on it. He went to see if perhaps. He would find some fruit on it. And the fruit being fig. When he came to it. He found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And this is interesting because Jesus does so many things that I don't really understand, I don't really get. Just at the start of the year, I said, all right, in my quiet time, this is just me personally, I have a quiet time where I just get along with God. I hope you do too. But I wanted to do something this year. I said, I'm just going to start reading Everything that Jesus taught. And I'm not going to go any further until I understand the one that came before that. So that lasted one day. I'm like, I have no idea why you said that. I have no idea what you're teaching here. It just didn't last very long. Here's one of these different things. One of these, it seems strange to us why he did this. And verse 14 says, in response, Jesus said to it, because he went in there, he moved back the leaves, and he's feeling around for figs, and he can't find any figs, so he stands back and he curses this tree. He pronounces judgment, he pronounces death on this tree. I thought, that is the most interesting thing I've ever seen. And he says, in response to this, Jesus said, let no one eat fruit of you ever again. Okay, we'll come back to this, but the next part of it says, and his disciples heard it. So every one of his disciples heard this happen. They heard Jesus curse his tree. And if I were the disciples, like, what's he doing? Notice that it says that the fig tree had leaves. Now, what that is significant because if the leaves come out, this is early spring before Jesus is crucified. And if the leaves are already out in early spring, it's an early bloom for this tree. The thing about a fig tree is that at either before or at or before or at the same time it produces figs. So if that tree is blooming out with leaves, there ought to be figs in there too. And so he's moving those leaves back and there's no figs. And he stands back and curses a tree. It says not the season, in other words it's before the season. It's really too early for figs. It's too early. But it had leaves. It had leaves, so there ought to be figs. All right, that's important to get. So the disciples heard that. Just note that. Then He went into the city. We're not going to read this part of it, but He went into the city, went into Jerusalem, and He drove out the money changers, all these corrupt people who were taking advantage of people coming to worship. They, they, They were charging an exorbitant amount of money for... For sheep and other things that they would sacrifice. And they were just taking advantage of the worshipers. And Jesus drove them all out and said, this is not the place for that. This is a place of prayer. You don't do this in God's house. You don't merchandise in in God's house. In this temple. And so he drives them all out. He calls them thieves. Winning friends and influencing people, right? He calls them thieves and and drives them out and they go to the offices in the temple of the chief priests and the scribes and they tell what Jesus has done and they plot right there how they are going to kill him. That's what all happened in just one day, just one day. And then they left town probably for their own safety and went back out past that tree and then they stayed the night. The next morning they come back and they go by this tree again. Let's see what happens. So here's the lesson that we get from this. This is so amazing. Jesus uses this as an opportunity to teach us how to walk by faith. and use. Okay, when I talk about belief and, and faith, I'm not talking about doctrine. Okay? We all have different doctrines and beliefs. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the practice of faith. The practical application. How do I walk by faith every single day? Because your doctrines aren't going to get you over in life. You can be doctrinally cor- correct and just miss the power of God. You hear that? We work so hard at being doctrinally, Christians do. Being doctrinally correct. I know I've been around a long time now. And people just have small wars about doctrine. I don't give a rip about that stuff. I want to know how to walk by faith. I want to know that my beliefs are making a difference, a practical difference, bringing result in my life where I'm connecting with God and I'm getting answers to prayer. If I'm not getting answers to prayer, something is wrong, not with God, with me. And so I have to adjust the way that I believe, the way that I practice faith. So you ought to be making some progress in your in your walk with God. Right. When you pray, you ought to have confidence. You know that God heard you and the answer's on his way. And then you would get to enjoy the answers. God loves answering prayer. God loves you to have His answers and His power working in in your life. He, He just absolutely loves that. He's not withholding any goodness from you. But I have to get in line with the way that He wants it done. So, here we go in verse 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up, From the roots. Everybody say roots. Okay, that's going to be important as we go. From the roots. And Peter, I love Peter. Don't you love Peter? He he says what he's thinking all the time. I like people like that. Because sometimes I'm not real in touch with my feelings. Peter was in touch with his feelings. And he just blurts this out. And he says, And Peter, remembering, said to him, Whoa! (laughs) Rabbi, look! He notices it he's like look at that tree that's the same tree you cursed yesterday and look at it it's dead it's all withered it's not the same as it was results that's what he's saying look man surprise have you ever had an answer to prayer and you're like wow <laughs> you know <laughs> surprise I-, I think God takes a special delight in surprising us And I'll tell you this, and I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but I've had so many struggles with faith. I've had so many struggles right here in my brain with my head. I struggle so much here, sometimes here. But once I got this settled out in my heart, my head gave me so much trouble. And then when the answer comes, it's like, wow, it worked. God came through. And I was the one that was surprised the most. But I shouldn't have been. I prayed for it. And I guess nobody's ever been surprised by answered prayer. But I have. And pretty much every time. Pretty much every time. Because I have such a battle here. Right here. That I can't see how God's going to answer it. But when He does, it's amazing. And I'm just thrilled. Aren't you thrilled when... God answers a prayer and you can see the connection between, man, I, I asked him for some help and he gave me that help. And, and well, we need to take our surprise and just turn it into worship to him and just thank, thanksgiving, just God, thank you for coming through. So this is just a short period of time and the trees all withered. So Jesus, verse 22, so Jesus answered and said to them, all right, here we go. And this is what Jesus taught. I may mean, want to know what Jesus said to say, how, what He taught. So believe that Jesus' teachings will make a difference in your life. Alright, so here we've got to pay close attention to this. Have faith in God. He said, You know that tree there? <laughs> have faith in God. It'll make a difference in your life. And Greek brings out, is have the faith of God. Or have the faith of God. Or or have God's faith. That helps me right there. Because I don't have to manufacture faith. God gives me faith. You don't have to manufacture faith. God gives you faith. He gives every one of us faith. It's up to us to use it. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith of God. Have the faith of God. For assuredly, or truthfully, I say to you, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, I want you to notice the times, the multitude of times that, that Jesus says something about what you say. See all the times in just a couple verses here, a couple just one statement that Jesus said. See how many times that Jesus says something about what you say. Not about what he said. Wait, you say, whoever says to this mountain, what's a mountain is a challenge, right? Keeping you in between, is staying in between you and what you desire or want or need. Things that you're requesting from God, things that you want to see God do. The mountain's in the way. So a mountain is an obstacle, would you agree with me? So a mountain is an obstacle and that obstacle needs to be removed. It needs to move. So he says this Whoever says to this mountain, says, says, says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and, that, and does not doubt in his heart. Now get this, guys. I, I missed this for years. I, and I've had it taught it to me. But I missed it, missed it, missed it, missed it, missed it, missed it, and then I got it. He didn't say, Doubt in my mind, he said, Doubt in my heart. Now, here's the way God works. He's given you the ability with your heart. Your heart can believe impossible things. But your head can't. Your mind cannot do that. Your mind was given to you by God to think. Thank God. That's a good thing. But not to believe. It's with a heart that the man believes. Never says that you're going to be able to believe with your head. And so much of the time, I got stuck in this whirlwind of my brain trying to figure things out instead of just letting the capacity that God gave on the inside in the spirit of a man to rise up to the front and rise up and be strong and start believing the promises of God. Aren't you glad it snowed and you came anyhow? God's so good. He's given you the capacity to believe with your heart, not your head. And Jesus said, "If he say to this mountain, be removed and cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, in his heart, not his head, but his heart, every time I have taken a step of faith, everything that I believed for, my head gave me trouble. My mind fought me. Even at the same time, simultaneously, my heart was believing. Now here's the trick, guys. Some of you have experienced this. You know what this is like. You stay with your heart. And you keep feeding your heart with the promises of God. With the fact that God does the impossible. And the thing that you request, and the thing that you prayed about, He's coming through whether you think it or not. It doesn't matter. Because you're hanging on to your heart. You're hanging on to the promise of God with your heart. Because faith is stronger. Be removed and be cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart but believes. And that's the whole point of what we're getting at. When you pray, when you say, when you talk, when you speak, when you address God, you're believing with your prayer. So here's my challenge to you this week, 21 days of prayer. This is the second week. I want you to think every prayer that you're you're praying this. Don't just be nonchalant about it. Don't Think about what you're praying and then believe with your heart. Believe with your heart. Oh, what am I supposed to believe? Jesus says what we're supposed to believe. Should I believe that God is good? That's true, but that's not what He says to believe. Should I say that... God, should I believe that God is... The healer? That's true, but that's not what he says to believe. Well, what am I supposed to believe? Jesus told us what to believe. That that he's going to come through for me? Well, He will, but that's not what he said to believe. What am I supposed to believe? Jesus said what to believe. So let's look and see what he had to say about what we're supposed to believe. But believes that those things he says will be done. You gotta believe what you say. I didn't say it. Don't 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 come at me. Right? Don't come at me with stones or attitudes or or excuses. That's just what Jesus says. I'm just messenger boy, right? But I will say this I have put this to practice in the last 20 years. And it is worth every single time. And especially in the last 10 years. And I can mark the difference, because I put it all on three by five cards. I put my requests on three by five cards. I'm old school. <laughs> you know, I, I lose stuff in the technology, but three by five cards, I know where they are. And I write up my requests there. I shared that with you before. But I remember when I first started to do this. And of course, Tom, Tani and I, my wife, we. We've learned from the master, you know, some of those, these things. But I wrote these things down and I had a, I had a need uh, when I was first starting. It was about $185 um, that I needed in a week in order to pay that bill. You ever been short any time? And uh, so I didn't have any choice. I had to believe that is kind of how God works with me. He's like, man, he's so slow, you know. But I was forced into it. It's like, oh man, I got nowhere to go. I need that. And so I prayed. And I wrote it down on a card and it came. It it was one of those just in time answers to prayers. Like, okay, we got that done. I did that in my personal life, still do it in my personal life. But then I got thinking about the church and the family of God. I, I consider this a spiritual family. And I thought, you know. One of my responsibilities, and God was dealing with my heart, is that I would lead our church in faith for finances. Because it's just important. You say, well, you're going to talk about money? Yeah, because God uses faith in our finances. And I start thinking how important it is that I start believing and trusting God for the spiritual family. And hopefully more and more people will get involved with it. So I said, "God, this isn't for me. this is for our family." And so I started trusting God and and my first number was one thousand dollars in above to our our normal expected income, because we budget and everything. Our lead team does a great job in in budgeting and all that, and we haven't we haven't missed a bill ever. We haven't missed a bill ever. I'm so thankful for that because it's been tight sometimes and I've watched God come through again and again and again. And just give Him honor for that. But there's a thing about faith that needed to be developed as a leader. And so I, $1,000. And you know what? My brain fought me. Where's that $1,000 coming? I don't know, shut up. Right? Sometimes you gotta talk to yourself. some people think you're crazy. This is a this is a good kind of crazy. But well, I just told my brain, you don't have any say here. Believe it with my heart. Thousand dollars came in just unexpectedly. And I forgot at, at the first when it first came in, I forgot. And I was driving home and like, hey, that, well, I prayed. God came through. Hey, you you can do this in your personal life. You can do it for anything. Faith works in all realms. You got sickness that you're Facing in your body, you can believe. That's what faith is for. Well, faith is good when everything's fine. No, faith is for the trial. Faith is for the difficult time. Faith is when it's for when it's hard. Hmm. So I, you know, the Bible says to test some things, so I decided I was going to test some things, so I upped it, I doubled it, I went 2,000. I'm not taking a penny, not a penny of it. It's all going to the church. It's all going to the building fund. This was a long time ago. $2,000. It came in. Uh, I remember distinctly, the lady came in. She gave me a check. And I could see it. It was $2,000. And gave it to the people that take care of the money. It's like, this is amazing. So I said, well, Lord, I'm growing here. I'm going to double it again. So I went to 5000 My math isn't real good. So I went to 5000 And a gentleman came in. Unexpectedly, really, I'm telling you, you would not have ever thought he would have $5,000 to give. And he gave $5,000 to the church. I'm like, thank you, Lord. Was my brain fighting me on the 2000 and the 5000 you bet it was. Not as much as the, th- the first thousand. I fought so much on that first thousand in my head. Five thousand. Okay, so I'm doubling again. Ten thousand. It was about ten years ago. Ten thousand came in. I doubled it again. Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand came in for the church. This, I didn't take any of this. It didn't increase my pay or anything. You can look at the books and see how much I get paid and you say you'll be I thank God for my job. They do the best that they can and I appreciate that and it's increased over the years and which I'm very thankful for. But I'm not in this for the money. Really? Okay? This is all about faith. But it's funny how it's not really funny at the time, but what are the two areas that you need faith for the most? What are the areas that you have the most struggles with? It's usually money and healing. So do you think that the gospel might touch on that? You bet and the third thing is relationships. Do you think that Jesus has something to say about relationships? Yeah, he does. He's a ton And if you just ignore all that wisdom that goes for faith for, for faith in and finances and, and healing and relationships, then you've just wiped out so much of what God wants to do in your life. So get in the book this year. Get in the book this year and find out what he's got to say to you, because it's going to be good. It'll it'll help you, e- each one of us. It'll help. it'll it'll bolster your faith. Um, so I doubled again. Ten thousand came in. So I doubled again. Twenty thousand came in. And I doubled again. Again, my math isn't too good. I went from from uh, twenty and I I said I, I want to believe for fifty thousand dollars. One somebody's going to give me in just one sum, $50,000. And we are about ready to head into this building fund and our, this building program, uh, building renovation. We, didn't, we hadn't even purchased it yet. And $50,000 came in. One person. One person, $50,000. And I'm just going to tell you, because it's a, it's, a, it's a thing of faith, I've doubled it again, 100000 $100,000 is going to come in to this church, this spiritual family. I don't know when. I can't tell you that, but I'm just saying that my faith is doubled to that now. But there's and I wanted to go through all that so that you can see that I didn't start out at 10,000. I didn't even start out at 5, 000. I started out at 1,000. I really just started out at $185 of my personal income. That's where I started. Jesus says that faith is like a, the growth of a, a mustard seed, a grain of a mustard seed. And that seed, if you get a grain of mustard, I used to have, what was it? It was a tie clasp. I had a little mustard seed. Somebody gave me a little mustard seed in a tie clasp. Kind of cool. I don't wear ties anymore. But, uh, you know, I used to have that thing. It always reminded me how small that was, but how powerful faith becomes if it's given a chance to grow and the obstacles are moved out from it. It's so powerful that this seed will grow and start moving things around in your life and pretty soon blow those obstacles out of your way. That's how powerful this seed of faith is. So I encourage you, whatever you're doing this week, look at each situation and ask yourself the question, what can I trust God for? What can I believe God? And start right where you are. Don't overload your faith. Just start where you are. and Watch the growth process take place. God's good, isn't He? A couple other things I just want to point out, and then we'll go into the baptism, is that when they came back by this tree, it says that they saw the fig tree dried up from... Anybody get it? The roots. Now, this is fresh. I never saw this before. And I've been over that passage. Oh, I don't know how many times I've been over this. Because I I school myself in this. I I don't try to believe without this. (laughs) Because this is the power that comes from the story. They saw the roots. He saw the fig tree dried up for the roots. And I said, I thought about that this time I was like what in the world They didn't dig that tree up. Victory's tree's probably a pretty good size. Well, they did. But I've got enough farming experience and growing things at their farm that I know that when I, and I, we planted thousands of trees on our farm and one of the things that we do is plant lots of pines, lots of scotch pines and lots of uh, white pine and all that and I, I like watch I just I, I I get a big kick out of that and one of the things I've done on our driveways at, at the farm is plant a, a row of pines on each side of the little driveway I just want it to grow up so it looks pretty you know uh, and so there's a lot of rock in there so they don't take root real good and when they give up I don't have to see the root to know that it's dried up Because the tree's dead. When did they see the roots dried up? It wasn't until later, right? The next day. Here's the big question. When did the roots begin to dry up? The moment Jesus spoke. The moment you speak and release faith to God... That's the moment you receive. That's the moment that the, prayer, that the prayer is answered. Do you get that? You may not see the results yet. You may not see it because it's underground. The roots are underground. The answer to your prayer is in the in unseen realm with God, but He answers it immediately. But it takes some time for it to manifest out in the physical to where you can see the results of your prayer. And here's where we give up. So much of the time we give up right there before we see anything because we're so conscious with our mind and our brain, what we see, feel, and in and, and contact with the physical. But there's so much more happening in the invisible realm with God. And I'm just encouraging you, don't give up on your faith. Don't give up on your belief. Keep believing when you pray because someday that answer is coming and it may be real soon. I spit all over the baptismal. But God's so good, He just loves answering prayers. He doesn't want you to give up. Because He answer's on the way. Ah, oh, let's pray. God, I pray that we would each be encouraged in our faith right now. And I know faith comes from Your Word. And I know that's where the encouragement comes. But I pray that each person will be inspired. Inspired to pray this week with belief, believing when they pray, not just wishing and not just hoping, but believing in their prayers, knowing that things are happening, that you're moving mountains, that you're changing our situations, that you're moving in our relationships, that you're healing our bodies, that you're answering our needs and our desires because you, God, you're, you love us. and It just doesn't get any more complicated than that. You just absolutely are thrilled with us. You love us. We're your children. And I pray for every person here right now that they're not sure that they have this walk with God. They're not sure that they know you yet, God. And I pray that you would inspire them. That you would... Inspire means God breathe. I I pray that you would breathe in them. And that just simply means... that, That sounds a little strange, but what it means is that God is moving in your heart. He's speaking to you. He's nudging you. This is the day of salvation. You don't want to leave here. You really don't want to leave here without experiencing this day of salvation because this is your day. This is your day. Receive Christ in your heart and find out how to walk by faith one day at a time. He doesn't promise. Let me speak to you guys that are considering a walk with Christ. He doesn't promise to take all your problems away. But He does promise to give you faith. And He will show you how to use your faith. And in that, you will walk with Him and you'll see great things and it will be so much better for you. And not only that, in this life, but in the life to come, you'll have an eternal home with Him and with all of us. God, we thank You for Your grace and Your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. That's good, isn't he? That's so good.